You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, plenty of places to get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Oh my God, Nada. Are you serious? It happened again in the same city after midnight again. Eric Collins dubbed it appropriately. Miracle after midnight part two. And we all ran away with it because it was a miracle. I guess when it's against the Kings, you have to question whether it truly is a miracle because anything bad can happen to them at any moment. But it happened again Again, with the same two teams, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they come up victorious, 127 to 126. And I want to open up the show with this today because I'm so kind. (laughs) I want to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. And for your birthday that you celebrated yesterday, after Malik Monk hits a game-winning and one, I am allowing you... Back into Mung Hive for your birthday. How do you feel? Man, I get to come back in the house. I'm no longer. I'm no longer like Fred Flintstone and Dean and Dino's locking me out the house. Oh, I, nope. I, I feel wow. I feel honored. Malik Monk gave you that birthday present. I, by extension, am giving you that birthday present because I want somebody to share this with, (laughs) and I can share it with somebody on Twitter, but it's not the same because they don't do the pod with me. And so, yes, this is a little selfish, but also I'm just going to flip it and make it look like I'm extremely generous. So you are welcome back, Nada. How excited are you to be back in Monk High? You know what? I I, I I will take this second chance. I'll be like Daryl Strawberry. I'll take this second chance seriously. <laughs> I, 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 again, I won't slip up again. I, I will continue to believe the man's averaging ha- has had three 20-plus point, point games in a row right now. He's dealing. And here's the thing. He's making winning basketball plays now. You couldn't say that last year. So... For Malik Monk to do what he's continuing to do and to go to the bucket and have a little bit better of a shot shot selection, but also at the same time, there is a growth of knowing who he is now. He just comes in there to cause chaos for defenses and hit and get buckets. He knows who he is. He's not going to be this great defender. He's improved to be, well, we'll say, like slightly below average, but that's an improvement for the guy. I am legitimately excited to see what's going to happen for him. And he is now taking over the Devontae Graham label of most likely to get overpaid by the Knicks. That's, <laughs> He's, that's, that's his award. That's my fear. Um, I don't think you can pay him enough. I don't think that the Knicks, they, they could throw all the money that James Dolan has in his bank account, and it still wouldn't be enough to pay for Malik Monk. He hits the game winner last night by going to the basket. I thought it was a great play, too. Just the play within itself. Malik has done such a good job of one. He's just more 
athletic than you are. And so that's how he's able to get to the rim so well, but he's under control and he's got these little tiny jerky movements with hesitations. And he gets there when the defense overcorrects and they go out to the perimeter and he drives by him, gets bumped on the layup finishes. We saw him finish a lot at the rim today where he was 0 for seven from the perimeter, which is where he's been doing most of his damage this season. It was last year where the guy was fantastic finishing at the rim in this game. He was showing us what he was doing so well last year finishes at the rim again at the end of the contest hits the free throw to win it after buddy heels half court shot goes awry and the Hornets complete the comeback. Now, not only did Malik Monk help the Charlotte Hornets win this game, PJ Washington went for a career high 42 points. He went bananas last night and LaMelo ball gave you 24 points and he gave you 12 assists. The guy was awesome too. Um, I want to talk about the end of the game before we start looking a little bit more, I guess, into Malik and PJ and LaMelo. Now, I've got this play-by-play up in front of me. Let's talk about this. It's art, okay? (laughs) Um, Hang this in the Louvre. At 113, Harrison Barnes makes that dunk, that nasty-ass dunk on Miles Bridges where Miles gets a little taste of his own medicine, something he's not used to, (laughs) and the Hornets call a timeout. 113 left to go. 123 to 115. I saw a graphic. I think the ringer NBA put this out where they were just laughing. They took a snapshot of the actual time left of the Kings Hornets game. And it was something to that effect. It was like a minute left and it was 123 to 115. And they said the Hornets won this game. Laugh out loud. And so what we see then is Darren Fox. He gets to the free throw line Mm -hmm. after LaMelo balls flagrant. LaMelo ball had a flagrant foul and De'Aaron is at the free throw line. And we listened to Eric Collins talking with Del Curry about calling off the dogs because you have a game tonight, the second night of a back-to-back out West against Portland, a good basketball team. At what point do you just decide, you know what? We're going to take this L. We're going to throw in the guys that haven't been playing all that much, and we're just going to decide to rest him. Dell rightfully brings up, okay, yeah, I get your point. James Borrego has to be happy with the effort of the Hornets tonight, but it's not like you're going to get a ton of rest the last minute or so. It was over. And Eric Collins and Del Curry were talking about it being over and they were congratulating the Hornets for a well-fought game with some of the injuries that they had and them being the fourth game on a West Coast road trip, the first of a back-to-back that they'll have after playing the Trailblazers tonight. And then not a chaos unfolds. Terry Rozier hits a three. You see Terry Rozier get fouled <laughs> on a three-point shot. And, and a correct call, too. I mean, Harrison Barnes got him on the wrist, so it's not like some botched job like we kind of saw with the Hornets and the Suns. It was the correct call. Terry Rozier goes to the foul line, hits those three, uh, hits those three free throws. P.J. Washington hits a off-the-dribble to the left as a right-handed player three-pointer, which was nothing but freaking net. Doesn't hit iron whatsoever. Just all, all splash city. Yeah. LaMelo Ball has a huge defensive play coming up with a block on Marvin Bagley. And then that leads us to the Malik Monk and one, and they win the game. Uh, an incredible, <laughs> crazy play-by-play after the last uh, minute and 13 seconds. Walker, I told you this before we started recording. At one minute and eight seconds left in that game, the Hornets had a 606 had the odds of 666 to one to win that game, and they <laughs> won that game. It's crazy. So uh, here's the thing, because I see a whole bunch of folks saying, 
I stayed up the whole time on a Sunday night at almost midnight. I don't blame you if you went to bed because 666 to 1 are long odds, and you should not be expected to stay up for all of that because most of us are grown. Most of us have jobs. Most of us have to be up to work tomorrow. Thankfully, (laughs) I I legitimately took the day off today because... I just, uh, quite honestly, I, I, I kind of had a feeling that I was going to celebrate my birthday and celebrate a little bit too hard. Thankfully, I didn't do that, but I still wanted the day to just breathe and, and reflect. And it's, well, this is the reason you found it, it actually came in pretty handy after uh, after the Hornets won last. Very night. true, very true. But I would just, I, I would also say this though, I don't blame anyone for not turn, for turning the game off because. At that point, it would have reminded you, this, again, you had the Spurs game. You have the odds. I understand it's the Kings, but at the same time, like, I com- like this idea of fan checking and you're not a real fan if you didn't stay through the entire game, like, don't, believe- don't buy into that. Like, I would just tell fans, like, yo, if you missed it, yo, you missed it. <laughs> There was a bunch of <laughs> you're here. You're here, you're here uh, helping out the fan base that did fall asleep. Oh, yes. That's what you're oh, doing yes. right now. Because here's the thing. I can tell you, I turned that game off after the bridges, uh, after the uh, Barnes dunk. And the only reason I even knew that there was a comeback was because I was going to I said, you know, what? let me check Twitter one more time before I go to bed. And I got lucky. <laughs> and caught the rest of the you game. almost left yeah, and caught the game from my from my iPad. So I understand exactly why certain people went to bed. I don't blame anyone. So go do what you do. You're still a real fan. You still care. You're here now. That's all that matters. Oh, no, you can celebrate with us. That It's funny because, again, Eric Collins and Del Curry at the end of that one, I, I guess Eric was more so speaking about it, was if you stayed up for this one, then you're a real trooper, right? Like, it, I think I don't I, I was trying to listen to what he was saying. He said something like, you know, dinner on me or something like that, or I'll salute you around town or whatever the hell he was saying. But, yeah, he was making a point of it that, man, uh, it was late as hell. I, and, and for me, you know, I have to record a lot of stuff to get ready for the next day. And I, I should have been tweeting, but I wasn't because I had so much to do to get ready for the next day for the station. And uh, I ha- you have to stay up so I can get the audio from the post-game press conference afterwards. And I'm just sitting there and the game's dragging along, but it's like, oh my God, they're going to do it. And it's funny because... Eric and Dell, I keep going back to their conversations, but it was just hilarious to see the transition through it all. They're talking about the game as if it's over. Darren Fox misses both of those free throws, and Eric says, well, forget everything I just said. We've got a game. It's not over here on a Sunday night. And he was exactly right. And then as it keeps going on, they the Kings don't even have the lead, and Del Curry is already making fun of them. He's like, "Oh my God, what what a what an all time choke job yes. by the Kings! They hadn't even lost yet, and we're all we already know where this is heading to." And I was sitting there on my couch thinking, "You know what? After the Kings did all of this, missed all of these free throws, they bring in Buddy uh, Buddy Heald, who's injured." to shoot a free throw because he's by far the best free throw shooter that they have at 85%. He misses the first one to allow Malik Monk at least to tie it and then eventually win it after the free throw. After all of that goes wrong, missing, I think, six straight, and then they only hit like one of seven. Yeah. 
um, or one of, or yeah, something like that after Buddy Heald's free throw. After all that goes wrong, after they foul Terry Rozier, after PJ Washington is able to hit that three pointer, it's like, yeah, this is going to happen. Kings are going to lose. Well, I, uh, this is the only way that this can end at this point, and eventually that's exactly how like, it played here's out. The, here's the thing the end of that game, that the last one minute, like uh, one minute and eight seconds of that game is one just giant. How's it? How it started? How it go? How's it going? Meme. That's what this is. Yeah, it, it is. really is. It's a great point. <laughs> uh, it's a great observation by you. I want to get into the play of the young core. How about that? You got to feel great about the Hornets, even if Devonte Graham wasn't in this one, who would also be considered a part of the young core. Lamelo, PJ, Malik, they all show out in a huge way last night, and you have to be excited for what's to come and what you saw. I want to talk a little bit about Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helps you sleep, focus, act, be better, just in general life? There is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial, free one month trial with access to headspace, full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. We'll talk about more of the Kings game last night with monk PJ Washington, Lamella ball next on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. Lamelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. it, that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do no, that. Exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the Serpent. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the Hornets, but what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered uh, there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by great Peter, uh, Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every single morning, and it's under 20 minutes. So if you don't have much time, it doesn't matter. You can listen to Locked On Today and get everything you need to know in a short matter of time. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your pods. And also, want to talk about Bet Online AG because it's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but as you see, you have the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. They're all in full swing. You even uh, have the award shows, the TV shows, reality TV. That's all covered. If you watched the Golden Globes last night, Bet Online AG could have covered that as well. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts promo code locked on all right let's get to pj washington let's, let's. james borrego a- after the game last night nada 
PJ said this was his win. This was this win was because of PJ Washington. Borrego, he praised really the three guys that you would want to praise after a game like this. It was Malik, PJ, and Lamelo, and he said Lamelo had a very mature game. He couldn't say enough about everything that Lamelo is handling. He said, you know, there was about thirty-eight minutes for Lamelo last night. And James Borrego was funny. He said, I wanted to play him more, but he was gassed. He needed a break. It's really tough in the situation that he's in. And he said he's got to be careful tonight with Portland not to give him too many minutes because of how gassed he was. So one, if we just want to focus on Portland real quick, I'm getting sidetracked. Mm Man, this one's going to be hard to win. Not as you pointed out yesterday on Twitter. You think this one's a foregone yeah, conclusion? This a foregone conclusion. Like the thing, the best thing about this Sacramento win is this was the win they had to have. And now you're in gravy territory. Whether you get Portland or you get Minnesota, you're still good. You're still good for this road trip. If you get to three and three, because I didn't expect, I I barely expected two and four to get to three and three in this road trip would kind of be one of those would be one of those situations where you're extremely happy with the way this went the dogfight of the bottom of the east and by bottom I mean from 5 to legitimately 12 is going to be an all season thing you lose two games you could find yourself in 12th you win two games you could find yourself in 5th like that's what we're talking about like at this point but at the same time Like, this was a game you had to have because Portland, I I just don't see how they win unless you're telling me that Gordon Hayward is feeling better today, Cody Cody Zeller is going to play today because if you're going to run the same eight guys, and especially if you're going to run McDaniels out there for any sort of time or Bismack Biombo, who is um, aging – in terms of in basketball years, like a banana right now, uh, uh, been, like, <laughs> that's how bad it's getting right now. Um, there's going to be problems this, tonight. There's going to be problems, and this may be one of those games you can willingly feel good about sitting out if you're a fan. Well, and it, I mean, you think about even against Sacramento, who the, their defense is among the worst in the league, if not literally the worst in the league. It's it's still going to be tough when you're missing three starters and Gordon Hayward, Cody Zeller, and Devontae, whether you want to say Devontae is a starter or not. We still don't really know how it's all going to shake out with LaMelo, Terry, and Devontae and Gordon, like when everyone's healthy, because at least one of the all of the players that will be in the debate for the starting lineup, but at least one of them has been hurt for like what the last month or so. So it's been kind of weird. I'm still fascinated to see how that's going to shake out, but losing Hayward Zeller and Graham, that's already tough. Not to mention not a, I mean, Terry Rozier, he wasn't hitting anything last night until it mattered, which was huge. He hit a huge three and then he hit those three free throws at the end. But even then he goes two of nine from the field and one of four from three point land. You, you say all of that. And even against the Kings, you're probably expecting a loss, but then you get to a, a guy like PJ Washington. Let's try to get back, uh, back get to PJ. Yeah, let's talk about PJ because again, from what we were talking about, <laughs> With PJ, from what I got in my mentions, and I know you somewhat got, we we all heard that PJ was trash, that that rookie season was a fluke, that he's horrible, trade him, bench him, wave him, I don't know. People were getting kind of crazy <laughs> with P, about PJ Washington. And here it is, and this is why you don't dismiss like the first portion of a season in which 
there really isn't any training camp and there really isn't any off-season workouts. And, oh, yeah, there's a pandemic going on. So you're ta- we're talking about a guy that at his best is one of those foundational building blocks and why we took him over a guy like Miles Bridges in terms of being a building block. But you don't – the thing that I just want to continue to say is PJ could go 0 for 20 t- t- tonight. And it's not going to matter because the idea is that this is year two. It's a weird year. Rookie, again, sophomore players, second-year players generally plateau in their second year after the league has figured them out, figured out what they can and cannot do. And the fact that P.J. Washington has adapted a little bit and slowly becoming that offensive force that we kind of expected and the Hornets kind of need from some sort of, uh, some sort of angle – like, I just want to, again, the man carried this team last night. He's not trash. He is a foundational piece. Please leave it alone. Can we have a discourse about somebody else? Please. Uh, well, can, can can I finish praising yes, P.J. Can. Washington? Yes, you, you, you wanted to move off of No, no, it. no. But, but no, I, 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 stop, stop the slander. That's what I want. Like, well, I, I hope it didn't get too bad. And and I, I saw a lot of people. You're, you're right. Like there were a lot of people that were very much worried about PJ. And it probably still it, it it's you can't go to just one game and say, OK, he's going to be a star. And I get that, too. But it hasn't even been just one game. So you look at what he's done the past month, ever since February 1st, when they played Miami and they had that overtime win with Malik Monk helping a lot in that they've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games since then. And in those nine games, PJ is shooting 47% from the field and he's shooting 48 and a half percent from three. He's averaging 13 points per game. He's shooting 91% from the foul line. And in the last two games, he's had at least seven free throw attempts and he's made all but one of them. So PJ is especially lately playing very well. And that in, even includes a stretch, not a, all of those stats that in th- uh, includes a three, uh, really a four game stretch at the beginning of this where it's kind of ugly. I mean, you look at him against Miami he goes three of 12 in that game against Washington. He goes one of seven. Against Houston, he goes one of four. He was two for 11 in those games combined. And then the next game against Memphis, he goes two of seven. And that's a bad, bad stretch of offensive basketball where I actually thought defensively he was still doing some nice things. And in last night, I didn't think he was very good defensively. Nobody no, no was, was, but yeah, but in the post, I thought, you know, he allowed some easy buckets here and there, but offensively, he was just so unstoppable. It was great to see. And yet still, you look at those numbers in the last month, they're good. And then you even look at him overall in the season where we would describe PJ's season as up and down. He's shown you some stretches and there's also been some, um, some negative things that he's shown you. He's shooting rounded up 46% from the field and 39% from three. Yeah. <laughs> And here we are talking about PJ is having somewhat like a, a disappointing season in some regard like that. That's great to see when <clears throat> when you think you have a disappointing season and the percentages are still that good. You have the advanced stats on some of the the actual lineups, right? That include him having a net positive. That's that's how you know you have a guy with still a pretty high ceiling and to go for 42 points. I don't know if you ever thought that he would get there. I always thought that he was he was going to have to break his career high from his rookie night at some point. 
funny how that happened, right? Like he, he goes for 27. The first game against the bulls goes flames from three and doesn't ever reach that point total again until last night with 42. But I, I, that that's kind of the potential that he has. This is what he's been working on a little bit. It's being someone that can carry the load every, every other night or so maybe and, and give you an offensive explosion where maybe he can give you over 20 points when you need it. You know, he's trying to expound upon his skill set a little bit more. That's the kind of ceiling that you can get from a PJ Washington. And I, I'm glad it showcased in a huge way last night. Really excited to see we, we we're running long. Yes, we are. And so let's get to uh, let's get to um, a uh, another read here real quickly for built bar because the show is brought to you by built bar and it was a great day when i went to my mailbox i opened it up and i saw a built bar box of one of the new flavors not only Mm-mm. is it peanut butter really? but they're thicker peanut butter bar uh, bars and they're crispy so oh. not only do you have the soft layer around them but you also have that peanut butter crunch in the middle and yes it's fantastic they have 18 flavors overall they have 12 original flavors they have six new ones in caramel brownie cookies and cream and of course cherry barcia you don't have to feel guilty about eating them either they're covered in 100 percent chocolate but they're great for the health conscious guy who wants to lose or maintain weight you might be on the keto diet that's fine it's great for that they're high protein they're low sugar and they're low calorie they come with a free cooler with your purchase too while supplies last go to builtbar.com and you can use promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order again use promo code locked on 20 excuse me that's locked on 20 for 20 percent off at builtbar.com they changed it on me locked on 20 for 20 percent off at builtbar.com we have one more segment coming up next on locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i don't like doing that Unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed. And I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. The last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect uh, prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from a credentialed draft expert. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. It'll be interesting to see how all of that shakes out. Uh, Let's give love to LaMelo Ball. We do this a lot, but it's because he's been so good and uh, he goes for 24 points last night he has 12 assists he goes 7 of 12 from the field he hits one of the two three-pointers that he took and he continues to be a really good free throw shooter 9 of 10 from the foul line last night nada um, it's been someone that has been shooting extremely well from the foul stri- uh, from the foul line as of late. He got there 10 times, which is really nice to see the fact that he was so aggressive getting to the line. He's gotten there 18 times in the last two games. He went there eight times against Golden State, and he's shooting overall 81% from the free throw line this season. 
He's been awesome. Yes. He's been better than expected. Yes. And this game was no different. And I thought it was so interesting to hear James Borrego last night talk about LaMelo being so mature, being so poised, handling all of this so well. And Borrego said he wanted to play him more than 38 minutes, but he needed to give him a break. And he's going to have to be careful uh, with him against Portland. It, it, it seems like someone who values control of the game like James Borrego does. Well, we've seen him praise Devontae Graham for being the calming presence on the court. We, we heard that a lot last year. Borrego loved having the basketball in Devontae Graham's hands, and that didn't change. But to hear Borrego talk like that about a 19-year-old who also gives you the counting stats, he also fills up the box score, and Borrego is sitting here praising him for other things like just being a guy that is being asked to move the ball a lot more. Borrego mentioned that. I, I mean, you can't help but just be absolutely thrilled and over the moon excited about what's to come for his future. And right now, yeah. his present. His present has been so fun to watch this so season. So, Walker, uh, again, I'm going to thank Tom Habershaw because, I'm gonna, again, I'm going to steal his tweet, and I'm just going to use this on air. and Do it. Steal it. it. Steal it, you crook. So, LaMelo, since becoming a starter, and that's now, granted, short sample size, 13 games, 20 points per game, 6.7 assists, 6 rebounds, 45% from the field, 40 from three, 86 God. from the free throw line. And the Hornets are one game over 500 with him as a starter. Is that good? I feel like that's pretty good. Don't you, Walker? I feel like that's pretty good. I do. That's hashtag analysis. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So what we're saying is at this point, this is also me, me saying he's not ready. Again, me saying I was wrong about him not being ready to be a starter. I was wrong about that. I will continue to admit that I, I, I was wrong about him. I was wrong about Malik Monk this year. I, again, the amount of control, the ability, like, he's starting to realize these dudes can't stay in front of me. And the amount of different layups that he's doing from different angles. Like, he's now doing stuff where he's delaying the release of a layup till he's basically almost underneath the backboard just to make sure that, like, the angles he's attacking the rim from are now changing per per possession. Like, it's different every single time. And the fact that his layup package is this good this soon is kind of wild and you to think he's not going to be 20 until he until August. Think about this. This stuff <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen to us. We're not supposed to be in this place where you're talking about competing for a you're like, think about this. We're competing for a playoff spot, and you may, we may not be talking about even play, competing for the play-in. We may be talking about competing <clears throat> specifically to avoid. We may be, again, it's not crazy to talk about, well, they may be able to get home, home court advantage in the playoffs. It's not entirely crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's because of right. him, though. Like, I mean, it, they're, they're just, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would, I don't, I guess it's not too crazy, but even just the fact that he's been playing so well, the way he has, it, it's even the LaMelo ball optimist, uh, to the nth degree, I don't think expected LaMelo to be playing this well, because I think you and I even both predicted that he would win rookie of the year. I, I think yeah. that's right. Um, I mean, I know I, I thought LaMelo would win rookie of the year because I thought the flash would get everybody's attention. I thought that he would have enough stats to, to help him out as well. 
Um, but it's been more than that. He's been absolutely more than that. And to watch him succeed as much as he has, it's been fantastic to see. And I think you watch him play to, to watch him develop as a decision maker, driving towards the basket has been so fun. I, I remember tweeting maybe within the first five games or so, you see LaMelo trying to make a play happen and it's almost there. He's just a little late, you know, with this, uh, with the pass to a cutter when he drives into the paint or he's up in the air and he's trying to decide something last second and it just doesn't work out for him. You saw that happen maybe the first handful of games or so. And now he really is manipulating the defense at a high level, controlling where they go and and even making a right decision when he is in the air. James Borrego talked about it in the post-game press conference. He wants a lot of driving and kicking from LaMelo, and he's doing that. Uh, he's he's. I, I love the over the left shoulder yes. from his right hand pass to the three-point line when he's in the middle of the paint. He's good for about four of those a game, and it's up to the shooter whether he delivers the assist or, not, or, uh, assist or not. But it, it's just watching him with a kind of control and, and to hear Borrego talk about him like that. It's been a lot of fun. And it's funny, Malik, Malik's getting some love deservedly for the 4.20 game stretch that he's had and or, or four. a guy can't talk the four times in a row that he scored 20 points. And then the uh, I think five of the last six games, he scored 20 points. He, he's been fantastic this uh, this last little bit, too. But LaMelo, I mean, my God, he's averaging flat out averaging 20 points a game this month. I mean, he's averaging 20.1 points per game in the month of February. And uh, and then now now here we are into March. It was a great month for him. Hopefully it can continue. But you've got some really nice things moving along. You're, you're talking about a positive uh, direction for the Charlotte Hornets and the young core that they have on their Think roster. Think about this also, too, Walker, when we have these conversations. Like, LaMelo's doing this, and he only had two weeks with the team. Could you imagine what he yeah. would be doing if he had a proper summer league? If he had a proper offseason, a m proper training camp, what they would be able to do. Like, that's the thing that I think gets lost in all of this discussion is that he's doing this and he really didn't know his teammates. No one really had a chance to know each other. And they're literally learning a lot of this on the fly with very little practice time. Most of their practices are done are film sessions at this point. So they're literally figuring this out and shoot around and film. That's kind of awesome. And that again, it not only speaks to the greatness of LaMelo, but it goes back to the coaching staff. And I think that's one thing I don't want to get lost in this year is that the net rating of crunch time being plus 53 even after last night. Yeah, oh my that's god. That's not necessarily yeah. <laughs> at this point we can't call it luck. We have to call it by design. This is what James Borrego and those guys do to prepare guys to be ready in crunch time situations. The execution is just better than everybody else's at this point. And that's where we have to give JB his flowers. Because quite honestly, <clears throat> at this point, it's no longer a bug. It is a feature of what the Hornets do is that they're going to make you work, especially in the last two minutes of any game. Uh, are you saying that we have a chance to become more than the gateway to Gastonia here? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
<laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till we uh, reach more than that. That'll be uh, this edition. We'll wrap it up of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA or really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day. Uh, have a great day. And we will uh, recap that game against the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. Um, and uh, hopefully we're talking about another win. Thanks again for joining us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you.